This is 100.7 KPXI, and it's time for Out to Pasture, a weekly show that takes a look back at recent events in Henderson and Russ County and looks ahead at some of the upcoming events around the area. It's Out to Pasture. Now, here's Jimmy Holmes and Matt Golson. Well, Matt, it's, it's Friday morning. It's Out to Pasture. It's a good day. It feels good outside. <laughs> is fall here? I mean, this may be as much of a fall as we get. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But it's good. It's good for game day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lions will be playing tonight. The Indians back in action. Oh, yeah. It's Both big... of them yet to lose a game. I'm hoping that trend continues. I hope the weather continues. <laughs> <laughs> well, Did you say the plane? The plane. <laughs> plane. Fitting right in with our theme today. It's, it's the, the power in the planes today. Oh, yeah. The Power yeah. in the Plains episode of Out to Pasture. The Power in the Plains. The Power in the Plains. Join us in the studio today, our good friend, manager of the entire, Matt, the entire. <laughs> the entire. Russ yeah. County Airport air traffic controller. He's a one-man air show. One-man air show. <laughs> Ron Franks. Ron, welcome to the show. And and uh, glad to be here, guys. <laughs> you know, he had to think I, about that. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, we hear that a lot around here. Yeah. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah. Now, we're glad to have Ron here. Ron's going to give us all the details, Matt, on this upcoming fly-in tomorrow at the airport. Yeah, it's going to be a big day. It's going to be really cool, really cool. And give us a chance to talk about some airplanes with a guy that knows a little bit about airplanes. Instead, Ron, <laughs> of me watching Matt fold paper over here. Hey, I've got some good airplanes over here. Yeah, he does. That, that yeah. looks pretty good over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm fixing to work on my glider. we got a whole ream of paper over here. So 500 sheets for my <laughs> airplanes. We may have our own flying right here. The KPXI <laughs> studio flying. Well, you know, it's just getting everyone ready for tomorrow. That's right. You know, that's so right. Just doing what I can to help. That's right. Well, speaking of, of help, do you need any help? I, know <laughs> I that, need more uh, medicine, more heart medicine. <laughs> I know that Saturday almost Ooh. put you away. That was, that was rough. Now Emily met me up in uh, in Dallas. I took her over to the, the Jerry's World. Yes. To watch the big game. Yes. And of course, her being you know she's faculty now. Production manager Emily Holmes is faculty over at University yeah, right, of Arkansas. Right. So this was actually a interesting day for our out to pasture crew. It was. It was. It was not. A, it was a convergence of sorts. Of sorts. But yeah. not a complete harmonic convergence. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the Aggie over here, me. You, you've got the University of Arkansas faculty member. Faculty member. Emily Holmes. And then there's the rice owl just in between. We don't really know what he's doing. Stuck but, in the middle yeah, there. Trying to keep us calm. I did wear my hog hat. Well, you kind of have to. I had to. I mean, you're the dad. you got to blend in over there. Right. So I had my hog hat on. <laughs> Did we you some, call the hogs? I, we called the hogs till my throat was sore. It was <laughs> now, here's what I said about this, Ron. I said, you know, when you're at a ball game and you're doing a cheer or really anything, that is so weird that the Aggies are looking at you funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a weird cheer. Yeah. <laughs> and we start we start calling the hogs, and you look over there in the end zone at the Aggie fans that made their way around to the to the band, and we were getting looks from them like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, that's really bad. When we look at you going like, "What?" <laughs> now, part of what was fun about the game was that was Emily's first. Well, I was going to say her first. It was her second big time football game because we went, of course, to watch the the Hogs play mm-hmm. TCU up in Fayetteville. 
But that was her first time to be in Jerry's world since she marched on the field in the 2010 oh, right. state championship. Right. So she had never seen a football game there from the stands other than as part of the Henderson High School band. But that was great memories, though. It was great yes, memories. Yes. So that was yeah. a lot of fun. But she had also never seen the Aggie band. She'd never seen your, your Yale leaders. Oh, really? And she was fascinated the whole game. <laughs> she kept... She kept Poking with dad, look, look, dad, look. <laughs> you know, and that's one thing I love about college football. Uh, Ron, you had a son that went to A and M. I did. Daughters went to Tech. That's great. We'll, we'll forgive them. It's okay. <laughs> it's all Southwest Conference. It's all right. But that is what I love about college: all the different traditions, the fun, the atmosphere, the passion. You don't you don't get that in the pros. No, it's it, that, you know. that's all business. But this yeah, but I was this is so much fun. I was telling you guys before we started that it, it amazed me at the end of that game the kids were all on both sides playing so hard that at the end of each play there were people just scattered all over the ground. It was like a battlefield. And you had a sense that, of course, a lot of the commentators were joking that it was two coaches in there, one coach leaves. Right, and, right. But you had a sense that both teams felt like this was a big yeah. deal. And the kids on both sides played so hard, and the game was exhausting. It was exhausting. It was so much yeah. fun, but it was exhausting. Well, that was a pivotal game for one program or another. That, that was amazing. Yeah, it had yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. But uh, well played game, my friend. You know, I did. I did call you and check in on, or text you and check in on yeah, you. And, and, when, <laughs> and here's the problem with Arkansas: we have played them uh, well every year in the SEC, but we've had like three or four overtimes. Oh yeah, in the last just few years. I'm like, you guys, you've got to stop. Right, and listen, <laughs> listen. I want you to know that that the, the two teams are so well known to each other that the people up in my section, the Hog fans in my section, were actually saying, "Just please don't kick it to Christian Kirk." Yeah, right. Don't do not kick I mean, him. They're on a yeah. first name basis yeah. Yeah. with this kid. They've seen so much of him that right. they don't want to see him anymore. And people are wondering when he's going to graduate and what we can do to help him <laughs> yeah. in his career. I mean, they've just had enough of that kid. Oh, but funny. Uh, you know what a performance! It was just unbelievable. Well, it's kind of like that Rice baseball player, uh, Ron. One time, uh, Jamie and I went to A and M Rice game, and and actually there was two guys behind us. You remember the Muppets and those oh, two yeah, old sure. men in of the course. balcony? Those yeah. were the guys behind us. They were Rice fans. They were hilarious. So, But there's this one Rice player that he batted every third player. I am guarantee you it was every third player. I was like, how is he on the field so much? Yeah. And I'm like, what do we need to do to get rid of him? He was good, and he was yeah. there constantly. Yeah, so, we, the, our, yeah. our folks felt the same way about Christian Kirk. Yeah. Like, God, what are we going to do? Help that kid start a career somewhere. Yeah. Doesn't he need to go to the draft? Yeah. Well, I checked in with you because there was that. That mysterious play there. I don't know what quarter that was in. Second, second, third quarter. Where I think it was second. Your guy was headed for the, as we say, for headed for the house. Yeah, and uh, he actually made it to the house. Yeah, he made it to the house. Technically, he made it. People thought he was going to sort of get tired and, and say, "I've done my job here," and step out of bounds, but he didn't. He juked everyone, pull him out of bounds, and he still wouldn't go out of bounds. But the referee thought that he had. Bless his heart. And it was the other guy that stepped out, not our guy. <laughs> and he blew the whistle, and then, of course, we, we find yeah. out that if you can review Later, the call, yeah. but if the whistle's been blown, the whistle's been blown. And so there were a lot of unhappy folks there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So A&M, of course, kicks the field goal anyway, so you get three instead of seven. Get the ball right back. I can't remember if it was a turnover or what have you, but they went right down the field, about to score again, and I turned to the – there was a young man in front of us that was pulling for the Aggies. You guys scored, and I turned to him. And I said, well, that's your makeup. You know, that's your makeup for the one that you lost. He said, yeah, that's fair. And I said, well, the only thing that's to keep it fair, you only get four points for that touchdown. <laughs> he didn't like that. that was a good idea. No, no, I don't like no. that either. He didn't so. like that either. <laughs> 
Well, outside of football, Matt, last week we had a big week on the show. We had a couple of stories we got to follow up on because, you know, we broke this story last week. We broke this story about this non-nutritive convergence over in the cereal aisle. Yeah, the, the Lucky Charms. Fruit Loops. What do you get when you cross it on a toucan with a leprechaun, that, that story? And then, lo and behold, now nobody's talking about that until... <laughs> there may be a reason. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe nobody's still, But nobody was talking about that except us right. until after the show. And then your research staff spots in, in no less of an authoritative publication than the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, exactly. Wall Street Journal, a nationwide publication. Major story about the manufacturers of Trix cereal, which was also featured on Out to Pasture last week. With that joke. Silly rabbi. Oh, boy. Picture for Trix. <laughs> we back middle school. With Ron, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the news continued over there in the cereal aisle. Right. No more... Well, they were going to go back um, and take out the organic coloring. They're going back to the original tricks yeah. coloring because with the organic coloring, it looked very just bleh. Nobody will see it. No, it's like, what were the colors? It turns so. out, apparently. Now, this is, I'm going to take it, this is based on years of research and probably a budget of millions of dollars. But it turns out that if you take the artificial colorings and flavorings out of the tricks, they don't taste as good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's what I'm, I'm being told. Just, right? I'm just amazed. I'm amazed. <laughs> He's amazed that we're even talking about it. So. <laughs> but that's not all. No, that's no, not there's, all. There's that's more. more. There's, there's more. more. There's more. There's more. We also reported here on Out to Pasture last week about the convergence of the leprechaun and the toucan. <laughs> and, and we knew that was a big story. I mean, it's a big story at my house. If you add marshmallows to anything... That's a big story. Sure. So we knew it was a big story. We just didn't know how big it was. I misunderestimated the scope of the story. <laughs> because it turns out, I gave all credit last week to our friends at General Mills. But no. No, no, no. It's no, bigger than that. It's bigger than yeah, that. It's yeah. almost a conspiracy. You know, we did a little more research, Ron, and we confirmed that General Mills does make Lucky Charms. But mm-hmm. Kellogg's makes Fruit Lips. Now, what that means then is you had to, you had to, it's not a convergence, it's like a, <laughs> did you call it a cross-pollinization? <laughs> it's a cross-pollinization, that's what it is. It's a, it's cr- a hybrid. <laughs> it's a cross-pollinization of toucan and leprechaun that produced this fantastic Fruit Loops with Marshmallows product. It, it's almost like the Democrats and Republicans coming together. It's, it, it's on that scale. It's on that scale. But I think bigger. Bigger. Yes, <laughs> Certainly <laughs> tastier and yeah. uh, more benefit to the rest <laughs> right. of the state. And then meanwhile, as if that weren't enough. No, wait, th- there's, there's more. more. There's more. <laughs> we were on a roll last week. Now, we we had un- unrolled our one of our top-rated episodes of Ask the Lines. And, of course, it featured the... Seniors and several of the other players on the team, Ron, trying to answer one of life's eternal questions. Why did the chicken cross the road? Big hit on the Internet. Facebook, YouTube, the whole nine yards. Fastbook even. Fastbook even, yeah. They were all over. Amazing. Wow. And on the heels of that, after we, you know, we, I can't say we broke that story, but we certainly brought it back into the public eye. Oh, yeah, we brought it back. We brought it back. The Henderson Daily News reporting this week, Ron, you may have seen this, that a couple members of the staff from the United States Department of Agriculture, the USDA, 
were on a relief mission down in South Texas when they were involved in an accident. They apparently pulled out of a private drive and collided with a truck coming down the road. No story there, you say, but there's but, more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> the truck, it turns out, Ron, was loaded with 40,000 pounds of refrigerated chicken. <laughs> So, what a mess. <laughs> so you've got the USDA folks on a collision course with 40,000 pounds of chicken in the middle of the road. Matt, begin with the chicken jokes at this. Yeah. Why, why, did, why, why did they cross the road? Why did the USDA cross the road? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? <laughs> what was the chicken doing? Were they playing chicken with the truck? Oh, that's a good question. Were they playing chicken with the chickens? Crossing the road. Crossing the road. It's a conversion. Wow. Mind blown. (laughs) Mark Hedrick, here is your weekly sibilance. Sibilance. Totality portion (laughs) of Out to Pastor. I think the driver was just winging it. Oh, wow. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't even want to follow that yeah. one. Up. <laughs> There's only, only one way to follow that joke, and that's this. Let's go to commercial. Let's go to commercial break. <laughs> we'll be right back more of that faster on KPXI 100.7 FM. Stronghurt Pharmacy. Are you tired of waiting in line for your prescriptions? Are you tired of being treated impersonally by people who refuse to look you in the eye? Do you remember when you walked into a store and were greeted by name, a friendly hello, and a warm, genuine smile by people you have known and trusted a lifetime? The Stronghurt Pharmacy is one of only two family-owned and operated apothecaries in Henderson. Stronghurt Pharmacy is your good neighbor pharmacy. 111 East Main, Henderson. Call 903-657-2545. Klaus, may I have a B flat, please? Fritzi ist ein Postaltruck. Postaltruck. He brings the mail through mud and muck. But add a blade and what do you know? The postal truck can plow the snow. Sing ya, ya, ya. If a postal truck can plow the snow, then a crop duster can <laughs> Is a floating plane. Floating plane. She can fly in sun and rain, but a big pontoon conveniently never floats like a boat on the deep blue sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a floating plane can float in the sea and a postal truck can plow the snow, then a crop duster can race. Wow. I am just a You know, <laughs> you know what really impresses me about that? What is every week Trey Segura? Just continually surprises us with his musical talents he and abilities. He continues to impress. Folks. I mean, I didn't know he could sing kind of in German. Trace a girl polka, airplane polka song about crop dusters and something about snowplows. I, I can see him singing that when he's flying his plane. I have a visual of Trey rescuing animals. Singing that song. Flying around, singing in And German. those dogs and, and cats singing with him. Singing all over. <laughs> it's like a Broadway musical. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, speaking of flying, let's just get right into this because this is a big event. We've, we've had a series of big events in Russ County. We have. And we had the Taste of Russ County, which was contiguous to... What we're going to talk about today. The fly-in today. That's a big word. Isn't that a great word? Ziplets. <laughs> it, it has a a sibilance, a a normalcy, 
about it, I think. There, there's even a, a totality <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's that bad. It's <laughs> well, Ron, give us a scoop now. We're sitting here. It's, it's Friday morning. Everybody's thinking about football. We're all going to head over to the stadium. But tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, we need to head over to the Russ County International Airport, right? RFI, Ron Franks International. Ron Franks International. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he was the manager of the entire that's right, airport. Well, that is a call sign, by the way, of the of the airport, and it was that before I got there, so I just had to... Oh, another convergence. Put, put it's a convergence. Yeah, <laughs> there RFI. you go. Stepped right into the perfect position. <laughs> we didn't even know it. That's how good we are. Yeah. Our research team Yes. We were ahead of Crack ourselves. specialists there. <laughs> so what's going to happen out there tomorrow? Well, this is the fourth... Annual, I guess it's called an annual this time. The fourth, I guess it deserves annual. At at A&M, if it happens twice, it's a tradition. So so there you go. The fourth annual air show. Traditional air show. Traditional, right? (laughs) Except this will be a fly-in, and the last two years have been fly-ins versus air show. And I guess the distinction between the two is that one, you have aircraft acrobatics, and the other you don't. Uh, I prefer, after having a fly-in last year, I prefer the fly-in format simply because it's a lot more leisurely, up close and personal. You get to speak to a lot of the pilots that are there and that type of thing. And you don't, if you have an air show, you, you've got a real critical schedule to meet, and and that takes precedence over everything else. A fly-in, there's no schedule, so you just go as it as it happens, kind of like the show, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that basically, yeah. yeah, sounds yeah. a lot like yeah. it. You just drop in and see what happens. Just drop in and see what happens, and and we've got a lot of things happening out there. It depends on uh, what you like, uh, and if you like it all, you're even better off. Uh, I think this harkens back. Uh, you know, it's a World War II theme, honor the veterans type thing. And we've got the Sounds of Swing, big, big band, and I think it's one of the biggest, nicest, best-sounding bands I've heard in my life, actually. Great sounds. And this is back when the uh, bands were big and the engines were round, you know, oh, for radio oh, yeah. engines. And, and both of them sound great, you know. And cool. we don't have a lot of round engines, air, airplanes out there. Uh, like I said, World War II theme, and it's going to uh, honor the veterans. Each of the veterans out there will get a medallion and to wear around their neck uh, during the air show so people can thank them for their service. Uh, we've got support this year, as we have had we had last year also, from the Mid-America Flight Museum. Uh, the guy's name is Scott Glover, and he's just a wonderful guy. He, uh, his mission in life is to, to make veterans know that he appreciates their service. And he flew last year, and he flew the Sky King in last year, which is a C-47, and arguably the most highly decorated combat aircraft in the world. Uh, it flew every major mission in World War II, and he got it, restored it, and it's a beautiful airplane. And when he got there last year, he says, Ron, I have time to take four four loads of veterans up for a ride. And and he hadn't told me that before, by the way. I just I was happy just to have the airplane there so yeah. people could look at it. And he said, I'll take the veterans up for rides. And, and uh, he got to the fourth one. He says, I've got time for one more. And I said, great. So we've got another load together, about 20 at a time. And he took that. And he says, well, I can do a couple more. And by the time he finished that day, it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And he had started flying about 9 o'clock. 
and he had taken eight loads of veterans and their families for a ride. Oh wow! And he had only he hadn't committed any before the the event, and and four when he talked to me, then eight total. Boy, it was he just really he's having fun. He's having fun, and he actually made our fly in, and and he's going to bring uh, airplanes again, and almost. Every airplane that he's got has got some historical significance, unique in, in some way or another. And um, he gave me a lineup the other day, which is subject to change at any time. And he says, you can bump this one for this one or that, and what, which one do you want? And I said, Scott, it's up to you. Uh, you use your own judgment, bring whatever airplanes you can. And he's only limited by the number of pilots he has to, to fly the airplanes down. He said, but, but remember, I'm an old Marine retired marine corps pilot and he and he texts me back right back and he says sure the Cor- corsair is going to come you know bye, bye, Black. <laughs> corsair will be there and i love that and and i'm looking forward to seeing that aircraft because it, it is perfect i mean just a beautiful airplane and the unique thing about the mid-america flight museum is that all those airplanes fly either flying now or being prepped to fly and the difference between a static display and a normal air museum and a flying airplane like is in the Mid-America is just thousands and thousands of man-hours of maintenance and rest- restoration work and that type thing. So we're very, very fortunate to have him supporting uh, supporting our veterans and, and our flying. Now, like, last, now last time these guys were here, and this has been a couple of years ago, I came out to the airport for one of these shows, and what happened was I sort of knew it was going on. But we hadn't had it on our schedule. I think we were probably playing football on Friday night. And yes. Saturday morning, I had my father-in-law with me. And we were driving through town, and this airplane just came right over the top of <laughs> us. And I said, I think that's part of the air show. We ought to go out there. Yeah. So we loaded up and went to the airport thinking we would swing by for just a few minutes. But it was the coolest thing we did all day. And we hung around for I don't know yeah. how long. And there was a guy there. And I think I got this right. He had, maybe it's the same fella. He had... Is it called a Goonie Bird? Yeah, Goonie Bird, yeah. The Goonie Bird. And I thought we got on, and if I, if memory serves me, which, Matt, you know, oh, that can, sometimes. That can change a bit. But, <laughs> but I thought this guy had, he had some sort of a journal on the plane that recorded the pilot's approach to the coast of Normandy on D-Day. That would have been the one, because he did, that airplane did fly in D-Day, and it towed gliders on D-Day. Yeah. Oh, wow, sure that's did. cool. I'm, really? I'm telling you, the, the journal had notes in it like, um, approaching the coast, it's time to turn the lights down. The, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it I was mean, you're looking at one. actual a, history right there. We're reading this on the plane as it's rolling. That gave you a goosebumps. Which was pretty darn cool. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, one of the coolest things I've done in a long time. Well, Matt, his memory is not failing him. Yeah. Can you imagine? He must have taken his ginkobo or whatever today. <laughs> it's all those lucky charms. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a nutritive conversion. Oh, gosh. Now, there's one more plane, Ron, you got to mention, though, that, that's coming over. And, 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 again, if I understood you correctly, this is the only one of its kind. Yes. He's, uh, he's bringing a C-41 this year uh, instead of the Goonie Bird. But it's a Goonie Bird derivative for those uh, fanatics out there. Uh, See, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have said. That's what I would have thought. Well, it's based off the uh, DC-3 platform, which is also the C-47 in military terms. Right. I mean, and everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. Ron, we knew that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I ought to stop throwing around numbers here. I don't know. <laughs> He's going to have us doing math pretty soon. I'm not sure. So. <laughs> well, the Goonie Bird DC-3 and, and the uh, Army Air Corps at the time, if you recall, the Air Force didn't get started as a separate service until 1947. 
I remember that. I, remember I actually that. knew that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're we're there. That, that, that's, that's all I know. I didn't know the rest of it. So. Is this going to be on the test? Or not? <laughs> Listen carefully. <laughs> Foot stomper. You know. <laughs> no. Uh, and uh, General Hap Arnold was the uh, at the time he was a two star when he first got this airplane. He got the airplane in, in 1938, and the uh, Army Air Corps ordered it as a VIP transport. And uh, basically, they gave it to, to General Hap Arnold, and he flew it through World War II himself and, and transporting other general officers, and a lot of their planning for the air war in Europe was done on this airplane. Now, we're not talking about a plane like this one. No, this is... We're talking is about this plane. The plane. Wow. Well, that's At Russ cool. County International Airport. At RFI. RFI. <laughs> Ron Franks International. This Saturday, <laughs> subject, sub, uh, subject to change, but yes. assuming availability and things work out the way we hope they are, these folks are going to be at the Russ County International Airport from 9 a.m. until... Until he gets tired of flying, Until I guess. he gets tired of flying. That's cool. On Saturday. Come by the airport, check this out, say hi to Ron, catch the sounds of swing. They're going to be playing throughout the... Uh, they'll start at 10 o'clock, and they'll uh, do sessions until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, and that's man. free. Wow. You I was about to ask free, yeah, guys. You that. <laughs> well, you know, one of the, the title sponsors, or actually the title sponsor is Texas Bank. So, well, uh, you know, well, I, need to, I need to make a shout-out, too, if you've got time, to the, to the merchants and business people in Henderson. You know, entertaining the troops is never cheap. Right. And they have always stepped up and financed this thing so it doesn't come out of taxpayers' pockets. This is a business... Henderson, Russ County, business-sponsored event. And I've got to thank them for, for being faithful all these years and, and stepping up and sponsoring this thing. But it but it hasn't cost anybody except the businesses a penny. And so you guys come out and enjoy what the businesses have, have provided for you here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great event, Ron. Thanks for coming on and telling us all about it. Thanks for putting it on every year. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a lot Enjoyed of fun. It. Stay where you are. We'll be right back after this break on Out to Pasture, KPXI 100.7 FM. This is Jamie Holmes. My parents taught me to play fair, and I believe that whether it's in sports or in life, everyone needs to play by the rules. That's why I've made it my business to represent East Texans against unfair insurance companies for nearly 25 years. It's our job to keep them honest, and that makes my mama proud. If you need any help with the insurance company, call Jamie at 903-657-2800. He'll help you out because his mother said so. I'm a bad dog and I can't change. Ain't no ointment for this kind of mange. I scratch, if it tickles I kick, if it smells I sniff, if it's nasty I lick, cause I'm a bad, 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 bad dog. Where? <laughs> How long were you on the internet? <laughs> Tip of the cap to the Out to Pasture musical research staff. Reached back into the archives for this one. Yeah, you reached back, all right. The Bad Dog Song, man. <laughs> 
Ron is not going to ask us to take care of music at any event he has. We will not be featured on the sound this way. <laughs> oh, no. I suspect that's correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there's a reason for that song, though. It's game day in Henderson. I want you to know the Lions are embarking on the... What might be called the dog days of football season, oh, wow. Matt. Coming up on our biggest, most challenging stretch of the season to date. Consecutive weeks facing the Chapel Hill Bulldogs, the Carthage Bulldogs, and the Kilgore Bulldogs. Three weeks in a row with a bye mixed in there for a little R&R. For the dog catcher. Woo, man. <laughs> You know, the Lions have looked good all season long. They've looked strong. We've got a young team, but gosh, they've come together and they're 4-0. You sit here and say, well, we're young and we're this, but we're 4-0. and Lions been looking good, but they're going to be tested these next three weeks. Yes, they will. Yeah, these other teams are three and one, four and zero, three and one. Combined record of ten and two coming to play the Lions. Um, Lions moved up. You know, I keep my eye on this Max Preps thing. Right, right, right. Which is not a real poll, but it's a poll. It's a it's a number of polls out there. It's like a Quinnipiniac poll, or right. you know, I don't know what it is. I didn't say that, but whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, they've got us sitting at number one twenty six in the state, which is pretty good out of a lot of teams. But just to give you a sense of what we're talking about, Chapel Hill comes in sitting at 188. Kilgore right behind them at 206. And somehow they've got Carthage at 16. And I don't know which 15 Hmm. teams they're figuring. Fake news. I don't know (laughs) what happened there. But we're going to have a a pile of dogs to deal with next next three weeks. A dog pile? A dog pile. (laughs) So that'll be fun. If if you've got time, get over to the stadium. Um, Tonight, let's see, we're going to head over to Chapel Hill. Yes. Which is not, you know. It's not that far. You know, it's not that far. It's not really like it's a, it's really just like a spot in the road. Right. You're just trying to get to Tyler. (laughs) Let's just be honest. (laughs) You're not going to Chapel Hill. It it won't be as bad as the the year we had to drive through Chapel Hill in order to get to Cowboys Stadium in order to beat them for the state championship. Right. It won't be that awkward. That's right. We'll just just stop and take care of that right there in Chapel Hill. (laughs) So that'll be a good time overnight. Meanwhile, Carlisle Indians will be back on the road, Matt. Yes. After at, their big homecoming celebration last week. Yes, that's right. And we're playing, I don't know, Cayuga, Cayuga, I don't know. How do y'all say it at the airport, Ron? Ca- <laughs> we, we don't. <laughs> you never heard of it. <laughs> I just call it that place that's really far out there, you know. Uh, you clear the other side of Palestine to get to. And there is no is. direct way there. No. It's like a two-hour trip. I don't know. There's no direct flight it, over there. It's probably. No. They don't have an airport there. They don't have the RFI no, there. So. It just takes forever. You can't not fly direct to Cayuga. You're going to have to but, but, at least land in Palestine and get a rental car. Right. Yeah. And then zip out there. But we'll take care of those wildcats. Wildcats. Yeah. The Indians, will, they'll scalp them. <laughs> so Henderson will have the, the dogs and you'll have the cats. Hmm. You know, that reminds me, you know what you get when you cross a bulldog with a lion? What's that? A very scared mailman. <laughs> uh, that would be true. That would be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. So. <laughs> well, you know, we had that parrot joke a couple of nights. Ron, I was real proud of this. You, you probably, mm. as busy as you are, you probably right. didn't hear this episode about right. your pastor. But a couple weeks ago, I was real proud of this joke I had about a pirate with his parrot. He was a magician. Parrot messed up all these tricks, and so I've kind of carried that forward last couple of weeks. So, you know, Matt, would you would you believe that there was a lady that brought her parrot into the vet, and she said the parrot wasn't moving or breathing. She thought he was gone, but she wanted the vet to look at it. So the vet looked at it, and he said, "Yeah, he said your your parrot's gone. I'm sorry." 
And she said, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Can you, can you do something, run some tests, something? He <laughs> said, yeah. So he brings in a Labrador retriever. And the Labrador jumps up on the table, sniffs the bird a couple of times, kind of nudges him with his nose. Bird doesn't move. Dog jumps off the table, walks out of the room. He said, see, I told you, the dog, the parrot's gone. She said, I'm still not convinced. <laughs> so, of course, he brings in the kitty cat and puts the cat up there. And the cat does the same thing, sniffs him, scratches him. Bird won't move. Nothing. Cat jumps off the table, walks out of the room. He said, I'm telling you, the bird is gone. She said, well, now I believe you. How much do I owe you? Of course, he said, it'd be $500. And she said, $500 to just look at him and tell me he's gone? He said, well, it wouldn't have cost him much. He said, but between the lab report and the CAT scan. <laughs> oh, oh that, that is terrible. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> oh, One more, just for grins as we head out the door, Matt. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Chapel. Chapel who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the end of our show this week, folks. We'll you know, be back next week. Basically, this show is probably probably what the movie Airplane is to Ron Franks. Probably our fans, is. You know, so uh, this has been a this has been an educational experience. Right? <laughs> it has, hasn't it? <laughs> a number of our guests have said that. Ron Franks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We'll see you at the fly in tomorrow. Matt, be careful on your way to Cayuga. Catch that connecting flight. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Rent a car in Palestine. Drive the rest of the way. All right, folks, we'll see you next week on Out to Pasture. Take care. KPXI 100.7 FM.